Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our toll-free number, same as it is every weekend. It's 800-823-8255. Good morning. I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy. Talking about yarding, it's time for part three of our tree series. That's right. It's time for In the Trees with the Arbor Dock, or whether it's the weather, or both, starring the true seer of Sears, Prognosticator. A Prognosticator, he's a weather predictor extraordinaire since he was five. Of course, he uh, came up with the inspiration, Trees Are Good. I think it's a great website, treasuregood.org. Ladies and gentlemen, amateur meteorologist, ISA board certified master arborist, the Arbor Doctor himself, website arbordoctor.com, Mr. Ron Rothis. Bask in it. Amazing. Just, Absolutely amazing. Just bask you know, we in could it. do whether it's trees or in the weather. Whether it's weather, whether it's trees, or yeah, that's true. We could. We, we then you have to name it something. Are you are you into that is the name? Are you into bats? Am I into what bats? You know the things that fly around, eat mosquitoes. Oh, I like bats. Do you see? Are you going to the Ohio Bat Festival? I'm not going to the Ohio Bat Festival. I think I saw something about it. Yeah, it's on. I mean, if October 29th, noon to five. Nationwide and Ohio sure. Farm Bureau Four uh, H Center, Columbus. That would be. I mean, if I if I were close to that and didn't have a lot of other things on my calendar, I would probably go to it. It would be very interesting. And Marnie Titchener was putting it on. So when Marnie does stuff like that, because you know she's the she's the wildlife specialist. I actually did a. Um, I've done a couple of consultations for the Ohio Department of Transportation, and uh, there's some landowners that wanted to clear some vegetation along the interstates, I guess, for so people could see their businesses a little bit better. And and so um, one of the things they wanted to know was if there was any bat habitat, which when I first got that, it was like, what? Yeah. So I had to do a little bit of research and found out that bats will um, shelter in uh, loose bark from trees and things like that. So that's one of the things that uh, ODOT wants looked at when they're considering removing trees or vegetation along the interstates. That's cool. So that was interesting. One of those new little things. This has been several years ago right. that, that, that came up. But, yeah, I mean, it's something that, that, that's being looked at. I know there's a white nose syndrome, which affects bats, which right. is a disease which is really you know, endangering or, or harming a lot of the, the, the bat species. So um, I'm not a bat expert. That's about as far as I can go, but... Uh, certainly, bats are very valuable to our 
uh, ecology and our environment, and uh, and then there are some things threatening them. Dan thought you were kind of batty. I've been accused of that. Okay, I just want to let you know what he said. So, talking with Ron, well, Ron he, huh? Go ahead. This probably has a point. <laughs> talking with Ron Roth as he is the uh, Arbor Doctor website arbordoctor.com go there for tree information and weather information probably more weather information than tree. well no it's about the same uh, once you get on there you're stuck for about 10 years to go through all the info that he has available alright let's talk about first of all the weather and uh, can you do anything about the rainfall I mean can you do a rain dance can you seed the clouds do they even do that anymore not really I, I think there are I've read about that being done occasionally here and there. It's not it, it it's not real effective. Um, I mean, I've I've heard about localized effectiveness, but it, it's one of those things that they tried for years, but it's not it's not something that they certainly have perfected. So, to my knowledge, it's not done a whole lot, but maybe occasionally. And and just so people know, seeding the clouds is at least to the Extent of my familiarity is is injecting silver iodine crystals or iodide something like that into the into the clouds, which causes the um, moisture to kind of condense on those uh, on those crystals and and form raindrops. And it's been tried, and like I said, it's marginally successful at best, maybe. Right. So, in any case, it is very dry. I shot you a link to my blog page, which I update every week with what's called the Condition Monitoring Report, which basically updates what drought conditions are, uh, specifically locally in the Ohio Valley around where I am. But then I also have pretty good information on there for the entire country. And one thing that's really uh, stands out right now when you look at the U.S. drought monitor is just how much of the U.S., is covered in drought. I mean, it's basically the entire country, except for parts of the east. Uh, and a lot of that's because Hurricane Ian went up the east coast and dumped a lot of rain in a lot of places. So a lot of the east coast area is is in better shape, although there's still some pretty significant drought even up in New England. So in the say, rest I still of the country, see some, yeah, some yellows and oranges up there. Yeah. So, I mean, the rest of the country is, is dry, and the Ohio Valley and Tennessee Valleys, at least parts of those areas, have kind of escaped that for a good part of the summer until, until you know, we got into fall. But it's gotten really dry. I think in the past 40 days, I've had maybe a half inch of rain, something like that. I don't have it in front of me right now. But, I mean, just, and for the month of October, I've had less than a quarter of an inch. So, you know, a quarter of an inch, even if you get it all at one time and it falls on bone-dry ground, I mean, it's not going to get soaked into the 30 inches that Kevin O'Dell was talking about. I mean, it's just going to basically wet the surface. I mean, we really need a series of really good soaking uh, half-inch-to-inch rainfalls to really um, get the soil profile wetted. Um, The outlook for this week is... uh, and some showers, I think Tuesday and Wednesday, and the chances of that in the Cincinnati area at least have gone up, uh, maybe a little bit more than we were thinking 24 hours ago, but it's still going to be one, even if we got a half inch out of it, which would be probably the top end, 
that's going to be it for quite a while after that. So it's uh, it's dry. So what you've been preaching this morning about watering is uh, remains very important. And you know, I've I've seen it. I'm sure you have. People are getting their irrigation systems blown out mm-hmm. uh, right when plants really need it the most. And I get why they're doing it. I mean, oh, sure. we had some upper 20s and even low 20s and a few isolated spots in Ohio this week. So, I mean, I get why they're doing it, but if your irrigation system's been blown out and, and shut down for the year, you need to get some hoses out there and do some supplemental irrigation because it's it's really too dry to not be watering right now. Especially those evergreens, especially those newly planted trees and shrubs, obviously, and newly planted over the last year or two years, still trying to get themselves established out there. And, you know, the lawn even, you know, you, you have your lawn going into a fall and winter season under a drought stress. It doesn't come out of the winter very, very well. Yeah, and the other thing on lawns, of course, is, you know, don't keep cutting them. I mean, if they're not growing, uh, you know, let them, let them stay a little bit longer. Uh you're just going to stress them out more by cutting them short uh, when it's this dry. I don't think I've cut my lawn for two or three weeks now, and it still looks fine. I mean, it's a little bit, it's not perfectly even, but, I mean, it, it doesn't need to be cut. If I ran the a neighbors aren't protesting. Right now, neighbors aren't protesting. No, nobody's front. protesting. I mean, if I ran a lawnmower over my lawn right now, I would probably get lost. You know how when when you cut grass, it's not very high? And it's like, now where was that last pass? Yeah, where did I walk? I can't even tell. <laughs> <laughs> how about the leaves so like, coming why down? Why should I spend time doing that when I could be spending time watering? Yep. You how, know? how about the leaves coming down? Anything yet or not really? A lot of leaves are coming down right now. Yeah. Um, and, of course, with leaves, and, and that is a good point. I mean, it's going to contradict what I just said. But, I mean, if you do have a lot of leaves, they will ultimately smother your grass if you leave them there on the lawn. So... Uh, you know, leaving or, or mulching leaves into the lawn is very good for the lawn. There's no reason to be raking leaves and sending them off to the to the dump somewhere. Um, and I've even had instances where people are, you know, they'll, they'll have sugar maple trees near the edge of the woods, and they they go out and they blow all the leaves into the woods, but they blow them way into the woods, so they're past all their you know sugar maple trees. And, you know, sugar maples are having problems. Uh, there, there's a, you know, I have a, a a blog article that I did a while back, and I have it linked on my website. I called it the complex conundrum of sugar maple decline, but it's all, all about, you know, the, the, the maladies and problems that sugar maples are having. And it's not one smoking gun. It's a lot of things. But one thing that uh, is pretty clear is that sugar maples like a good, um, a duff layer or leaf layer in the forest. They they, they like that, and uh, and when they don't have that, they don't do as well. So you know, leaving the leaves. You know, if you have a sugar maples along your woodland edge, you know, if you're, if you're going to blow some leaves, you know, stop at the woodland edge. Make sure that the root system of the sugar maples have leaves. Don't be blowing all the leaves past the sugar maples because they they need those. And you know you they can need... you can you can grind up your leaves back into the turf without mowing the grass. Just you know set it up a little higher, so you're not actually mowing and just uh, keep grinding those leaves back into the turf without mowing the grass at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it's probably better to do it that way. Uh, you, you don't need to be you know mowing it real close and mowing the grass blades too. So yeah, that's that's a very good point. Take a quick break. We come back talking with the Arbor Doc. Ron uh, Rothis, his website, arbordoctor.com. 
we come back, we'll talk more trees because that's what it's all about, whether it's the trees with Ron Rothis in the garden with Ron Wilson. How is your garden growing? Call Ron now at 1-800-823-TALK. You're listening to In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Wilson here for Ankers, a natural pain reliever handmade in the USA since 1982. Aids the body's natural healing process, eases pain from a variety of aches, sore muscles and joints, arthritis, cold, sinus, allergies, flu, headaches, and so much more. I've been using Ankers for years to help relieve my aches and pains, especially my sore feet. To order or find a retailer near you, visit Unkers.com. That's U-N-K-E-R-S.com. Get yourself Unkered. When it comes to your plumbing and drain system, maintenance is the key if you want to keep it working right. Hey, Gary Selvin here from my friends at Roto-Rooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup. If you like to do your own maintenance, check out Roto-Rooter.com for helpful videos, blogs, and seasonal information that will allow you to keep your plumbing in top form. And if you get a little over your head or you don't have the time to DIY, Roto-Rooter's expert plumbers are always ready to help 24-7. Visit rotorooter.com or call 1-800-GET-ROTO. Jaws, the Just Add Water System, has my favorite refillable household cleaners and the best glass cleaner I've ever used. Jaws has a cleaner specifically designed for every room of your home. The Jaws Ultimate Cleaning Kit includes six of their high-performance cleaners for every hard surface in your home, including my favorite glass cleaner. Each kit comes with two refill pods of each cleaner, along with color-coordinated microfiber tiles for only $49.99 in free shipping. Get Jaws Cleaners at JawsCleans.com. Well, our friends at Awesome are working hard to make your cleaning jobs easier. Awesome works to remove gunk and goo caused by biofilm buildup in jetted bathtubs, spas, swimming pools, washing machines, garbage disposals, and shower drains. Black flakes, bad odors, and slow drains are history when the power of Awesome is unleashed. Awesome is non-corrosive, septic safe, and works fast. I've been using Awesome in my home with great results for years. Proudly made in the USA. Get it clean. Keep it clean. Get Awesome. A-H-H-S-O-M-E dot com. Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Time for part two of the uh, whether it's the trees and whether it's the weather with our uh, ArborDoc uh, Ron Rothis. His website is arbordoctor.com. Let's talk more about trees. We can do that. I kind of do that occasionally. Occasionally. Yeah, occasionally, like whenever I'm awake. Which is not when I got my text from you this morning at like five o'clock. You weren't awake yet. No. Oh. Well, Unlike you. Just want to make sure you were up and ready to go. Well, I was an hour later. So there you go. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about? Well, I thought we'd get into um, types of trees. You know, there are, um, you know, 
people think trees, it's like there are myriad types of trees. There are some trees like service berries and uh, and and things like that that are that are almost shrubby, uh, and you can go all the way up to you know massive trees like white oaks and and bur oaks and and dawn redwoods and things like that that get really really large. And there's a there's a whole range of trees in between that. So uh, you know planting trees does not mean you're going to necessarily have a huge tree, although if you have room for one. A large tree is exceptionally beneficial to the environment, uh, but if you have a smaller space, I've seen beautiful gardens in uh, historic areas of Newport, Kentucky, which is kind of row houses and things like that, where they have very small uh, garden areas, but they'll put, um, it's amazing what you can put in those little small spaces that, that'll do really well, um, you know, Japanese maples and and um, I know one of the gardens down in, in that area had a, a big leaf magnolia, which is just a beautiful tree, mm-hmm. and and it's really an interesting use of that space. So you know, just having uh, greenery and trees in those areas, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that that that'll increase. Um, you know, it's good for both mental. Uh, health and physical health uh, to to have that greenery around and and have it benefiting the area, but um, you know one of the trees that and it's a larger tree that uh, I really like and it's just underutilized. I don't see it too much, uh, but overcup oak is just a, a really neat tree. It's a fast growing tree. Mm-hmm. It's adaptable to a lot of different conditions, and uh, it, it's just beautiful. I had the opportunity to um, speak to the Western Hills Garden Club this past summer over at uh, Western Hills Country Club, and their signature tree in the middle of the golf course is an overcup oak that is absolutely astounding. I've never seen anything like it uh, in the way of another overcup oak, but it has a 70-inch trunk diameter. It spreads like uh, like um the live oaks down south. It's absolutely an amazing tree. Um, and not all overcup oaks are going to do that. I mean, ultimately they can get that large, I guess, but it's going to take a long, long time. But um, it's just, it's a beautiful tree. And I, I seldom go to a to a landscape where I see it, even though it's native to large parts of the eastern United States and certainly to the Cincinnati area. So, you know, that's one that I really... Uh, have on my radar. I'd like to see that used more. Yeah, you're right. And not a lot of growers, I don't even think, I think we do grow it occasionally, but not many growers grow that tree. And I've seen that one at the Western Hills Golf Course, and that thing is beautiful. And you're right, the branches stick so far out. You're like, am I in the south? Yeah, I mean, you'd think live oak when you see the thing. Yeah. It's it's absolutely, it needs a little bit of Spanish moss on it. Yeah. You really get the effect. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's an amazing tree. Um, and you know, I once or twice that I've gone out to landscapes to to appraise trees or evaluate trees and and, and actually seen a, an overcup oak. It's just a very, it's not a very common tree you know, in, in landscapes, but it it should be. I mean, it, you know, I know Chris Stone from Boone County Arboretum has really spoken highly of it, and I think Kevin O'Dell would probably would probably back that up too, although I don't want to put words in his mouth. But um, it, it's a neat tree. It's one of those trees that should really be used more. I know that um, I have seen it on on the 
uh, list for at Natorps occasionally. Yeah. And I know um, there's a nursery up in Oregonia, Ohio, Quail Ridge Specialty Trees that uh, that carries over cup oak. So and I think Woody Warehouse out in Indiana carries it. So, I mean, it is a tree that you can find if you look around for it, but it's one that uh, that that really should be used more. And for you native lovers, that is a native uh, tree, and it's Quercus lyrata, L-Y-R-A-T-A, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, yeah, that's a great tree, and, and you're right. We were, I don't think you and I have ever talked about overcup. Yeah, and, and, I mean, the oaks in general are one of the most beneficial trees when it comes to supporting uh you know the beneficial insects and and uh and and just the ecology so i mean it, it, it's a very beneficial and, and and useful tree from that standpoint too ron roth is best time to plant a tree 20 years ago second best time today arbordoctor.com that's his website be sure and check it out we'll talk with ron more next saturday on whether it's the weather and whether it's the trees thank you sir you're very welcome, and go Bucks today against Iowa. Go Bucks. Iowa. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Green thumb or not, Ron can help at 1-800-823-TALK. This is In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Gutter brush is the simple gutter guard I've used and recommended for years. It's easy. Just slide the three-foot sections of gutter brush into your gutters and leave them there all year round to keep your gutters flowing. And right now, they're having their big fall sale, 25% off and free shipping when you order direct at gutterbrush.com. The average cost for most homes is projected to be around two, 300 bucks. Visit gutterbrush.com or call 888-397-9433. Prevent clogged gutters, save 25% off, and visit gutterbrush.com. Well, now you can check your backup sump pump from your smartphone thanks to the innovations from the Zoller Pump Company. I've been really impressed with Zoller's Aquanaut Fit 508. The Fit comes equipped with Z-Control, allowing you to test and monitor your backup remotely from your tablet or smartphone, giving you real-time peace of mind that your home is protected. That's not just convenience, that's confidence. Protect your home from flooding with Zoller's Aquanaut Fit 508. And for more info, visit ZollerPumps.com. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255. You know, I love eating microgreens, and they are so easy to grow, it's crazy. And why you don't do that, I don't know. And there's so many plants that can be grown as a microgreen, it's crazy. And the flavors are unbelievable. Uh, It's a really easy thing to do, especially if you do it the way that Rachel Haber does it. She is a founder and CEO of a great company called Knowing Nature. Go to their website, knowingnature.com, and she is with us this morning. Good morning. 
Hi, good morning, Ron. Good to have you with us. So get us started, first of all. How did you get into uh, into the microgreen growing? Sure. I'm so excited to be talking about it. Um, I started it actually in a classroom, growing uh, microgreens with my kids and their teachers. And we were growing all kinds of things. I was trying to help them to grow more things they wanted to grow, but they didn't necessarily know what to do with the kids. And they said it took them a long time to grow things like tomatoes, and they wanted something that um, the the kids could enjoy right away. We tried to grow a bunch of different things, and the microgreens were stand out by far. It just blew everybody away. The teachers were so excited. The kids were so excited, and we all got to enjoy them so quickly. Um, And what we were using at the time was those cells that you that fit into the 1020 trays right and which was really hard for us to use indoors in the classroom with so many people using them so we started um, i started creating these planters that were easier to hold and that could fit on their windowsills and they're like small space and we started 3d printing them and then more classrooms wanted to use them and when a teacher who was leaving to a different school actually asked me to buy a few of them that's when i realized hey i think a lot more people could benefit from than just our classrooms. Right. So, so you started by teaching it, which I I applaud you because one of our things here is get the kids involved with gardening, whatever you can do to get kids involved with gardening. And you're right. It's got to be quick. It's got to be easy and fun, but it's got to be fast so they can see results fairly quickly. And as quick as microgreens come up, you got a pretty quick results there. Yeah, it was, um, it was amazing how, how quickly, not only how quick they are, but, Mm -hmm. Um, If you see microgreens growing, you're planting them really close together. All the seeds are really close together. So when they're, when they germinate and they start to grow, it's really exciting to see. It's, um, it's really stimulating. And the fact that you can touch them, they're not, they're so resilient. It's really hard to mess up microgreens. So, so, Um, so talk me through this process. So you were doing this as an experiment, getting the kids involved and all, and you were doing, making your own little planters. What, what gave you the idea for the design that you have? Because it is very unique, and it does work. Like I said, I've been using what you know, and it does work. It's very nice to sit on the windowsill. I love the tray and, of course, what you grow the microgreens in. How did you come up with that design? So that was a lot of trial and error. We wanted something that um, I came to growing um, not as an expert. I actually grew up in an apartment in the city, and I, lo- I wanted to grow more, and it was always an uphill battle to figure out what to grow and how to grow it. And as I got more space and we moved into a house and I had a lot more space to grow, it was still a struggle. And so I wanted something that was going to be super easy. And at first I wasn't thinking about creating something that everybody can use. It was about creating something that I could use and that the people around me could use to grow and to have a successful harvest each time. Mm -hmm. And I started solving for all these things that, you know, a lot of the stuff out there for microgreens are um, meant for growing with 1020 trays under grow lights or growing mm-hmm. in an industrial setting. And I wanted something that anybody could pick up and bring home and start growing with. So for example, one of the things I did was um, we have a two piece design where you put like one, an insert into the tray and you can actually bottom water it without having to like pick up the insert and all the seeds. You don't have to disturb the soil or the seeds. You can just water it that way and you can actually see the water absorbing, which I always find so e- so helpful right. to know, did I water it enough? Did I, um, Another w- thing we did was um, we have a base that's so hard to tip over. It is so, because I was growing on my windowsill and that was of course the first, one of the first things that happened in the classroom that the kids were walking around with it all over the classroom to show their teachers, to show their friends, trying and um, knocking them over. Um, so we made a base that 
almost never tips over. You can't, well, like really not. And I don't know if you've tried that with your, yep. your plants. Well, oh, trust me, I have. Cat. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, um, so we did that. We made them um, really uh, narrow so that they can fit on windowsills. And we just, and also the material and what is, um, you know, microgreens, they have such a short grow time. Mm-hmm. They grow in just one to two weeks and they're absorbing everything you're putting in there. Um, and to me, I wanted to make sure that whatever I, we were eating, and then you're eating them and whatever you're eating, you want to make sure that it's, um, that there's no like mystery materials or, or substances getting in there. And um, so we made, I made the planter out of like food grade material, out of food grade plastic. Um, that's BPA free and phthalate free because um, if this is a product that I'm using and I use my, I've used, I have planters that I've been using now going on three years, probably thousands of times um, or thousands of days, I should say that they've been planted in. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of um, comfort knowing that they're made out of, that there's nothing leaching in there. Or, Absolutely. Or, um, and, yeah. Talking with Rachel Haber, the web, the website is knowingnature.com, knowingnature.com. Of course, you can learn a whole lot more about it and see what she's talking about here. These are really cool. And as a matter of fact, after I got mine, I was excited. And I, I kind of joked about it on the show, I don't know, about a month ago because when I, I ordered it from you, I ordered some of the wheatgrass because uh, our dog likes to go out and every now and then. She's a little mini dachshund. <laughs> And a chew on grass and all that kind of stuff. So I thought, well, if I could grow this for her in this tray, then uh, we would, you know, you do the wheat grass and then have that for her. So I got my dog involved with gardening. So then now I got right. now I got her all excited because we're putting the soil in there and putting the wheat grass in and watering it in. And you're right, about three days later, all of a sudden it started to come up, and I have her watching it in the whole nine yards. The problem was. Uh, once it got up and growing, I couldn't get her, convince her to chew on that rather than the grass in the yard. But we're still trying, so we've got we've got <laughs> another crop coming up, so we're going to keep working on it. But it was so easy, and you're right. It fits on the windowsill. I love the way it fits in the tray. I love the way you water it. You can see where the water is, and you can dump it out, put the tray back in. Everything, It's you, you did it right. And when you said you weren't experienced, I think living in the apartment probably gave you the experience or thinking about what you need to do to make this thing work along with your classroom to make it so simple yeah. and it does work and it's great to use right on the windowsill yeah and it's really nice it's a really nice gardening experience that was another thing it's you know a lot of things a lot of there's so many ways to grow microgreens and i love them all because microgreens are just so packed with nutrition so there's really no reason not to grow them but the the way that I envision them and I was, and I look for, personally, I love growing them is in soil mm-hmm. or in cocoa core, you mm-hmm. know, something that you can plant a seed in soil. And that's another thing that's really nice about having them at home is that you get this gardening experience that, um, you know, the tried and true gardeners, the old school gardeners, all you guys are going to know that um, growing is a really satisfying experience. It's like really, there's a lot of calm and connection that comes from it. And the way that, um, that I, I grow them in our planters and our knowing nature planters is also that kind of an experience where you're planting seeds in soil. You can touch the greens, you're harvesting there. You can, you can really have a relationship with your greens and that's an ongoing one because you don't have to grow them only at a certain time of year. You can grow them all year long. And, um, yeah, I, I like some it. variety. Yeah. But I, you know, the, the succession planting too. So you get several of them. So if there's something you like in particular, you have one or two growing and they're, you know, it's just enough to, you mm-hmm. know, for a couple, uh, couple, three harvests for your salads. Then you've got another one coming right behind it, and you just keep those succession plantings going. It makes it easy. I'll tell you what, I was totally impressed. I thought, I kept thinking, man, how does she 
think about the design and all that, but it, it all works. Uh, really love it. And again, if you want to learn more about it, go to the website. It's knowingnature.com. Rachel Haber uh, is our special guest this morning. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, talk more about growing microgreens in your home right on your windowsill. Makes it easy. Knowingnature.com, here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson. When it comes to your plumbing and drain system, maintenance is the key if you want to keep it working right. Hey, Gary Selvin here from my friends at Roto-Rooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup. If you like to do your own maintenance, check out rotorooter.com for helpful videos, blogs, and seasonal information that will allow you to keep your plumbing in top form. And if you get a little over your head or you don't have the time to DIY, Roto-Rooter's expert plumbers are always ready to help 24-7. Visit rotorooter.com or call 1-800-GET-ROTO. When it comes to dealing with rust, the folks at Blaster are all over with guaranteed ways to get at it. The original PB Blaster is the number one penetrant for breaking free rusted parts. Then there's the PB penetrating lithium grease that stays put and penetrates the rust every time. So no matter the rusty project in front of you, you got Blaster products behind you. Available at your local home, hardware, or auto parts store. And always use Blaster products and work it like a pro. Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson. We're growing microgreens with our new microgreen grower and the, the uh, name of the website, knowingnature.com. That's knowingnature.com. You can grow uh, microgreens at home without racks, grow lights, special mats, 1020 trays, because it's so simple when you have your microgreens from uh, growing trays from uh, Knowing Nature. And of course, the founder and CEO, Rachel Habers, with us this morning. You know, just in general, and- microgreens are really good for you. Oh, yeah. They are, uh, a lot of folks call them a superfood. And the, the reason why is because the, the, at that stage of their life, they're at their peak of nutrition. And what they have a lot of that are often hard for us to get are um, micronutrients. So the stuff that our body needs only a little bit of, mm-hmm. but that we're not going to find everywhere. So a lot of those micronutrients like vitamin C, vitamin A, if you're going to compare them to the microgreen full-grown vegetable or counterpart, it blows them out of the water. So, for example, one of the most popular microgreens are radish microgreens. Um, So we all know radishes that you find in the store. There's tons of different kinds. I happen to love growing daikon radish microgreens because Mm. they're just a little less spicy than the red ones. Mm -hmm. Um, So the, the the amount of vitamin C in um, in a cup of microgreens is multiples, multiples of the vitamin C that you're going to find in a full cup of actual full-grown radishes. 
And wow. it's across the board like that. They're, yeah, they're, they're peak nutrition microgreens. By the way, I, so do, I, really, I do like that little spicy kick from the red radish. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's so easy to incorporate into food. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's another fun thing. Can we talk about the taste of microgreens? Yes. For a moment? Yes. Because what, what I find a lot of people don't know is that the microgreens themselves, even though you're looking at a leafy, just a, a few leaves, they actually have the same taste as their full-grown um, counterparts. So, for example, radishes, radish greens taste like radish. Right. And broccoli microgreens, that's probably my favorite, especially with kids, um, to see their reaction when they taste a broccoli microgreen. Because you see this little, uh, this little dainty microgreen, and it tastes like you're biting into, some bro- into a piece of broccoli. Um, exactly. You're right. I never even thought about that, but you're right. It does. Yeah. Sunflower microgreens which are really popular one because they're very crunchy and they're very big. Mm. Those also, they have that sweet crunch from uh, like sunflower seeds. Um, the, the taste really blows people away. And it's, it still amazes me when you look at what can be grown as a microgreen, um, just about anything and everything you grow in the garden and annuals as well can be grown as a microgreen. And again, very good for you. Yep. Yeah, as a rule of thumb with, um, with what can be grown as a microgreen, that's something I get asked a lot, actually. Can I grow this as a microgreen or that as a microgreen? So as a rule of thumb, with microgreens, so far, it seems like every vegetable other than the nightshade vegetables are really great to grow as microgreens. So um, just to avoid those nightshades like the tomato and peppers right. um, and eggplant. But otherwise, all the vegetables seem to be great for growing as microgreens herbs almost all the herbs are really great to grow as microgreens they're a little bit harder to start with than the vegetables because they take a longer time to germinate but herbs are great and then there's even a bunch of flowers that can be grown as microgreens so i mentioned sunflowers Mm -hmm. um folks also grow marigolds um they grow um i'm blanking right now that's okay but there's a lot but there's a lot of them that you can grow and it's and it's so oh, yeah. e- so easy, and of course, using the microgreens uh, planter that you've developed, uh, and again, it's knowingnature.com, it makes it so easy to do this stuff and just keep rotating and rotating. And I love if you go to the website, check it out. I'm I'm assuming the young lady with you is uh, someone cl- very close to you. Oh, on the website, yes. yeah, that's one of my kids. Yeah, that's one of my kids. But she's having a great um, time, I, and and again, that's a great way to get mm-hmm. kids involved with gardening. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I hope my they aren't my grandsons aren't listening this morning because they're all going to get these for Christmas, which would make a great Christmas yeah. present to to uh, to to grow because they like to garden as well. But I like it the way either you or she decorated. They put little stickers on there, put their names on there, uh, the mom planter, and the whole nine yards, so you can kind of customize <laughs> your own planter. Yeah, and they come in different colors. They do. We have them in uh, six different colors right now, and we're going to be having a nice kit coming out for the holidays in just a couple of weeks. And um, they really are fun for kids. What's nice with kids is that they can't get messed up. I mean, if I've had planters with seeds that have, you know, even been jostled around and knocked, you know, slammed down on the table by accident, and they still grow amazing. And the kids, it's, I mean, it's why I started mm-hmm. because I wanted to help. Um, to see how I could help my kids' teachers grow in the classroom. And it's been one of the most rewarding things because the kids, they start growing and then they come home and they're like looking at their food in a different way. It's really the benefits of gardening. And it's why I'm so committed to having it be a gardening experience, that it's not just a mat that you place in, even though those are great too, but it's mm-hmm. not just a mat that you just water. It's a real gardening experience of putting seeds in soil because when you grow that and when you have that experience, 
you really connect with your food in a different way. And when you start to put kids young on that, right, like they, they start having an appreciation for what they're eating. They have an appreciation for the natural world around them and it sparks their curiosity and everything. Um, and a lot of, and one, one fun thing to note so with my kids who are, um, they, they love their microgreens and they get really excited about different ones. Like sometimes if I didn't grow broccoli for a couple of weeks and there's all of a sudden the broccoli one, it just goes and they're friends too. They know that they can get the tasty greens at my house. <laughs> and, um, my, one of my kids, she likes to pick up when I grow pea shoots mm-hmm. and pea shoots grow really long. It's really fun to see. They grow long and they're very sweet and crunchy. I, I always, she'll just take the whole planter and just like start taking bites from it. Mm-hmm. So we like to joke that there's like a goat coming through the house. <laughs> um, yeah, they really, they, 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 they're looking for an opportunity. You don't have to convince a kid. You give the, when it comes to planting or gardening, you give a kid an opportunity and they'll jump on it. You don't have to, it's not a, it's not a sell. Exactly. And, and, and again, the, uh, the bottom line is if they'll grow it, chances are they're going to eat it and it's good for them. Uh, so it's the whole, whole experience. And like I said earlier, if you've got a cat or a dog and you like growing the wheatgrass for your cat or your dog, mm-hmm. you can get them involved as well. And this is a great way to do it. And an easy, probably the easiest way I've ever seen, um, is called knowing nature. And of course it's microgreens and planters go to the website, knowingnature.com. You say there's going to be a little holiday package put together here in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. By, um, by the second or third week, of November, we're going to have a really pretty, a really pretty box for our, our kits. You can get our kits any time of year. They make great gifts. We've sent you know, thousands of gifts, gifts out, and we can put a little note in it too for people so that you can write your own personalized note. Um, and then by mid-November, we're going to have an extra special uh, like decorated box just for the holiday season. Excellent. And, of course, you've got all different colors to choose from and a, and a great list of microgreen yep. seeds that you can grow and continue to reorder um, as we go, as you go along and it's, uh, the packaging is outstanding. I loved it. I I'm sold on it. Uh, we're doing it. We're having a lot of fun <laughs> at our house with it. And I know our listeners, uh, will, will have a great time with it as well. If you want to grow microgreens, awesome. this is about the easiest way to do it. And Rachel Haber has come up with a great way to do it. Again, the website is knowingnature.com. And again, great Christmas presents with Christmas right around the corner for just about anybody that likes microgreens. Yep. This is a great way to do it. Rachel, we appreciate you being with us this morning. This is a really cool product. Couldn't wait to get you on to talk about it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ron. I'm happy to talk microgreens anytime. All right, sounds good. Rachel Haber, again, the website, knowingnature.com. And uh, you heard me talking about several weeks ago. Got the dog involved, a little miniature dachshund. She's a a, a, um, chocolate mix or, yeah, chocolate mix uh, lab. Dappled chocolate, I'm sorry. not lab, do- dappled chocolate miniature dachshund. There you go. And she likes to go outside, and every now and then you can tell, you know, she wants to chew on some grass, and cats and dogs do that every now and then. So I went, I, I happened to see this, and uh, went and ordered myself one and got the wheatgrass, and, you know, she was actually right there, and we planted it up, and, and we watched it grow. Uh, just getting her to chew on it was a different story. I tried picking it off and trying to give it to her and all that stuff, but uh, we're still growing it, so we'll see what happens. We eventually convince her that maybe when the snow starts coming down, she'll start doing it. But growing your own greens, and I'll tell you one, one that I really like. I love the radishes, and I love the broccoli, and she's right. It tastes just like the, the, the vegetable itself. But I do like the um, cilantro microgreen. Mmm, if you like cilantro, the microgreen cilantro is outstanding and a great way to grow cilantro in your home. 
Yeah, it works nicely. And again, the website is knowingnature.com. Quick break. We come back. Phone lines will be reopened for you. That's 800-823-8255. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Gary Sullivan with Home Improvement. Buggy Joe Boggs talking about insects and disease. And you and me and Danny Gleason in between talking about gardening here in the garden with Ron Wilson. made easier with your personal yard boy he's in the garden and he's ron wilson with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.